Why, hello there, guys. You are listening to the Simply Nonsense podcast with Meds and M. I'm a, I'm Meds. No, I'm Meds. What? I no, I'm Meds. I've been Emily this whole time. <laughs> Maybe not this whole time, but today you're M. Oh, man. Now I'm going <laughs> to do the dishes. <laughs> Can I be Meds again? You're about to get your period in like a week and a half. Good, I'll Good luck with that. I'm going to bleed all over that house. <laughs> you can clean it up. I don't bleed all over the house when I have my period. What's the matter with you? Yeah, but you're not M anymore. I am. <laughs> don't tell Never me. mind. Don't I'm going back to be an M. Don't tell me how to M. <laughs> Who better to tell you how to M than the actual M? So I'm it is you. M. Right. Trying to steal my identity. I'm M. Steal that shit. You go outside, you'll get arrested. <laughs> If you steal my identity, you're never going to get any credit. Oh. Better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Em, and I'm here with the meds. How was your week? Yeah, it was was all right. You know, usual. The usual? Yeah, a lot of Netflix, a lot of chill. (laughs) Smoking cigarettes, drinking beers. Yeah, that's always good stuff. Eating food. Eating food. Had some uh, teriyaki chicken and rice today. <gasps> I killed it. Shout out to Kiko Man. That's some good shit. Hell yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Kiko Man. Yeah, Kiko Man. Kiko Man. Kiko Man. Kiko Man. Man. They make some good fucking teriyaki sauce. They make some good sweet and sour too. Oh my God. They're teriyaki, so we get the green onion and um, garlic. That shit's on point. Oh my God. Nowhere near as good as Asso sauce. I mean, if you can find it, Fucking go out and get yourself like twenty jars of that shit. Uh, I can't so find any da- anywhere down south. We need to go order it from you Amazon. Order like it online. Get a case is what we need to do. Yeah. Well, we're uh, well we're giving out shoutouts. Yeah. Let's see what's up to our our boys over at uh, Clickbait Podcast. They got some good stuff going on over there. What's up, Clickbait? Yeah, uh, you can find them on uh, iTunes or Google Play or uh, their website, clickbaitcasters.podbean.com got some real real funny content it's really good stuff um and it uh, looks like their next their latest episode has it all uh love drama grave robbing and necrophilia so you don't want to miss that um definitely not sounds like a great saturday night if you like our podcast you'll enjoy grave robbing and necrophilia definitely right? definitely sure I mean, we have all kinds of, of things that we discuss here, don't we, Meds? Oh, yeah, we, we do it all. We bring everybody the weird news every week, every week, and this week is no different. And we're starting off this week with a story from NewYorkDailyNews.com that women are more uncivil to other women at work than men. Do they have to do a study to find this out? Like, I thought this was common knowledge. Like, why is this news? I, I don't understand that. You know, I, I've women got... Women are evil. They're evil, evil Oh, my gosh. Creatures. Women aren't evil creatures. They are. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, you know, Karen is annoying. We've all got cubicles by Karen. You know who Karen is. She's all over Twitter. And she sucks too loudly on throat lozenges. She listens to Kenny G in her cubicle. We hate her guts. She fucks up the copier every single time she uses it. I can't stand that bitch. And sometimes, I can't either. Nobody can, sweetie. And sometimes, Karen's kind of a bitch. But I would rather have to deal with Karen... Than some asshole who sexually harasses me every five fucking seconds at work. So are women really more hostile in the work environment? In, in the work environment, I don't know. I, I don't so. know. So Karen's pissy. I'll take pissy over handsy any day. But we'll see what they're talking about. Cause I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm already judging. I haven't even read the article. So yeah. should do that. See? <laughs> what do you mean, see? Nothing. Yeah. Carry on. Keep it professional there. Indeed. Keep your finger keep your finger where it should be, this podcast for once. In the company, Inc.? 
<laughs> oh boy, your ink needs company. All right. Women report more incivility in the workplace than men do. Oh. And a combined effort of three new studies has found that the majority of office rudeness toward women comes from women themselves. Yep. Oh, my God. A research team from the University of Arizona, the uh, country's largest party school, was able to discover this phenomenon, sometimes referred to as Queen Bee Syndrome. Oh, <laughs> my God. This whole article makes me want to strangle everyone. Um, when women rise to posi to positions of seniority in their jobs and become uncivil to others beneath them. Very true. Through a series of questionnaires. Oh, they answered some questionnaires and they discovered Queen Bee Syndrome. Go fuck yourselves. Like, every man that hasn't risen to power has treated everybody else beneath him like shit. Not me. Like, this is some sort of gender politics. Not me. Because a woman rises to power, now all of a sudden she's... She's what? So her subordinates don't women. like her? This is coming from other women. Who fucking cares? They, so, so what? Okay. So you have a colleague that you don't think deserves the job, male or female. And you don't like her shoes. They, listen, it doesn't. So you fill that's out the not questionnaire the, That's not the issue. That's not the issue. Dude, that's not the issue. You have male or female, doesn't matter. You think that they gained their position and, and didn't deserve it. They didn't They didn't work as hard as you or whatever. You're upset that they got their position. All of a sudden, you're going to pretty much resent every fucking thing they have to say because you don't think that they should earn that position in the first place. That happens across gender lines. It's not fucking Queen Bee Syndrome. It's fucking people being jealous of the person that got the position for whatever I, I reason. Do ha I do have one quick question about mm -hmm. uh, women politics in the office. Yeah. Is there always, like, I know as a man, I can say that this happens on the male side, but um, in the women's bathroom, is there always that one bitch that, like, uh, that drops, like, a mean deuce and, like, doesn't flush? Oh, it's worse. It's yeah. worse than that. There's always some broad that's on her period that, like, smears a little bit on the seat and then doesn't wipe it up. And there's poop, too? Mm, not so much poop not no. really no okay no not really i'm just trying to figure something out never mind oh yeah all right so full-time male and female employees answered questions about co-workers who were condescending made derogatory remarks ignored them in meetings and addressed them unprofessionally and each question was each each question was answered twice one for male colleagues and one for in once for females. Across the three studies, we found consistent evidence that women reported higher levels of incivility from other women than their male counterparts. The study's co-author Allison Gabriel told UA News, "In other words, women are ruder to each other than they are to men, or than men are to women, or men just don't listen." Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We're just not paying attention. We don't really give a shit. With Either that, that or it doesn't affect them as much. Women are in tune to subtle nuances, and this is a this is a fact. Women are in tune to subtle nuances of communication, where men tend to look at the overall experience. So day to day, little tiny interactions, a man may not take things to heart as much as a woman would. So it's not that men are more or women are more rude or men They're are just more, more sensitive. rude. It, it's not even it's not like a weakness, though. It's not sensitivity is a weakness. It's a heightened perception is what it is. And I don't. So maybe women perceive rudeness where men don't perceive rudeness. Is that why they always send me for a sensitivity training? <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. All right. Um, so this study can go fuck itself. Uh, but I'll read the rest for you guys. I've already made my decision. Um, but, you know, judge for yourselves. Uh, the volunteers were also asked to answer questions about their own personalities, leading the researchers to discover that women who describe themselves as more assertive or dominant at work were more likely to be treated rudely by their female counterparts than their peers. Wait a minute. Wait. Females 
are their peers. What do you mean they're pe- then their peers? Like their other coworkers. That's what they're saying. Okay, just coworkers then by their peers, not female counterparts. That's shit. Okay. Um, these prompts also revealed that men who act both assertive and kind, a mix of traits not considered common for male workplace behavior. Uh, that's fucked up because I've I've also worked for men that are both assertive and kind at the same time. I've worked for plenty of professional, really, really good leaders that happen to be both. I mean, I've, I've worked for leaders that are men. I've worked for really good leaders that are women. I have worked for leaders, like shit leaders that are men. I've worked for shit leaders that are women. Come the fuck on. I feel like articles like this perpetuate like gender politics. So hold on. I just, I'm going to see, can you just read this part right here? Okay, the researchers said women who experienced rudeness from other women at work were also more likely to feel less satisfied in their jobs and eventually quit their positions. A scenario that the study said could cost companies an estimated $14,000 per employee. Now, basically what I'm getting out of this is that there's a couple of whiny employees who don't do their job right, so they complain that people are getting on them about it and they can't handle it, so they end up quitting anyway because they're not right for the positions. Exactly. And that has nothing to do with with maleness or femaleness. That has everything to do with workplace environment with and work ethic with work ethic and also with morale at work i know pl- whiny crybaby just because you know you don't like somebody's attitude you think that they mean something by something they said when they don't it seems like these people are just overly sensitive you know and they're just they feel like they're targeted they want to be the victim and and i'm sorry but i've worked with plenty of men and i have been the confidant of plenty of male co-workers Where they have come to me and they're like, oh my God, like, I cannot believe that this is going down. This is how I felt about it. I mean, men also express displeasure at work. And if they feel belittled and they feel talked down to, they're going to be upset about it. I've, I've lost male employees because they have felt unhappy about the way they were treated at work well you shouldn't have treated them like that it wasn't me it wasn't me um belittling them actually no it was the way my old job was structured is that there there was me as like the head honcho and then the person that was immediately um my okay so i don't know how to explain this without giving it all away um but there was another person okay so i was the head of everything but there was one person that was head that was head of a department okay and he had three employees directly under him that 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 reported he had three direct reports but he 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 was my Right, right, right. Like, he was, he reported to me, okay? So I ran the whole thing, but they reported to him. All three of those people on separate occasions came to me, and they were like, oh, my God, this is really bad. This is the kind of stuff that he's saying. This is the kind of stuff that he's having us do. He disappears for hours on end. He's not pulling his weight. All I mean, all this stuff. That could be at every job, no matter who you are. But that's what I'm saying. That's my point. That's my point. Is that it's not a maleness issue or a femaleness issue. It's just a work environment, work ethic, and morale issue. Yeah. That's what it is. So for them to sit here and play gender politics and try to pit women against each other in the workplace. Who are you to question the University of Arizona? Oh, my God. Who are you to question them? I... A woman questioning the (laughs) University of Arizona. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. I question everything. Oh, I dare, motherfucker. I dare. See how mean she is to me? I'm mean to everyone. Consider yourself equal. 
just like these fuckers uh, in this story. Everybody's equal. Fair enough. Right? I'm moving on because I'm mad. I had a perfectly good chicken teriyaki dinner with delicious rice and freshly steamed vegetables, and now I'm pissed off because of gender politics. It just makes... Okay, I, I I'm not moving on. I'm not moving I, on. I lied. I hope I'm you not don't have that on. kind of attitude at work. <laughs> I don't. People, it's so nice. People will uh, misinterpret that <laughs> and think that you're attacking them because no, they're women. so nice. That's not it. That's not it. Oh, God. I'm going to have a coronary. No, but this is just another example of how the media pits women against each other, and it they really pits everybody me against off. each other. I mean, true that, absolutely. They They're trying to pit men and, and women against each other too, which is shit. Good news doesn't get clicks. You know, you can be a feminist and love men, which I do. I think men are fucking amazing. Men are wonderful. Why? Why all this bullshit? Why this bullshit between the genders? It's just shit. Anyway. I bet you it was a woman that did that study. <laughs> it was probably a bunch of drunk party kids from the University of Arizona. They're like, I don't know, should we do a questionnaire? <gasps> Whatever. They're I'm just not. talking about how their experience at uh, Taco Bell was. Yeah. Ah, whatever. I'm so drunk right now. Oh. Fill out this questionnaire. It's going to, like, tell us everything we need to know about, like, what to do when we eventually go to work. That's what we're going to (sighs) do. Because kids these days are fucking coddled. College kids have been coddled and coddled and coddled. You know who didn't coddle his kid, though? Who was that? Some hardcore motherfucker that made his son shoot him in the legs in order to delay prison. What? Good for him. According to New York Good Daily News, a white collar conflict. Con- oh my God, I can't even talk. A white collar convict made his son shoot him in the legs to delay going to prison. What? Wow, he, he went all out too, both legs, not just one. <laughs> Good for him, man. This guy. It's pretty hardcore. He looks a little bit like Robin Williams. Uh, I was thinking he actually looks like one of my Twitter followers. I don't want to say, though. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That's great. Nice try. A white-collar criminal already convicted of insurance fraud will spend more time behind bars after convincing his son to shoot him in the leg with a shotgun in order to delay his prison sentence and collect a disability payout. Wait, that's illegal? Yes. How is that a crime? Are you kidding? If you have to ask. I mean, what do you mean, how is that a crime? How is that not a crime? They tell you to shoot me? Like, I go to jail? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I think the point is that he asked his kid to do it. I think that's the... How old was the kid? Let's find out. Shannon Egland was sentenced Wednesday to an additional three years and ten months on top of his already ten-year sentence for mortgage fraud. Oh, man. That sucks. (laughs) It does. Egland, 43 had already pleaded guilty to fraud charges stemming from a 2009 housing scandal in Central Oregon. As co-owner of development company Desert Sun, he helped raise millions from banks in the area through phony business plans and doctored loan applications. He was out on bond awaiting sentencing when he came up with a new plan to delay his upcoming prison stint. With a week to go before his sentencing, Eglin submitted an application for a disability insurance policy with Standard Insurance, falsely claiming he had never been arrested or indicted for either a felony or misdemeanor in the prior 10 years, according to the outlet. In the days leading up to his sentencing hearing, police say Eglin had his son obtain a 20-gauge shotgun while he purchased ammunition for the weapon. The day before he was sentenced, Eglin drove out to a roadside in Caldwell, Idaho, with his son and persuaded the 17-year-old to shoot him in the leg with the shotgun. The teen did as instructed and shot his father in the lower legs. That poor fucking kid. No, no that's, that kid was raised right. You know, we can't even get, get ours to clean his room without a fight. <laughs> you know, I... 
<laughs> Dude, this kid is out just, just, hey, son, shoot me. Go get a shotgun and shoot me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's good parenting. I think that's pretty terrible parenting. And um, if you want to know how to make a serial killer, that's probably a good start. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that would make you a serial killer. No, no, no. Oh, no, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making you a serial killer. But that could be one of those, that, that's like a, it's like a small, it's like the pinch of salt in, um, in cookie dough that makes it taste really good you know like the, you got all these ingredients and you put them together and you get cookies out of cookie dough and i'm just saying that in the cookie dough makeup of how to create a serial killer shooting your dad's legs off is probably that pinch of salt that could just you know really really bring out the bring out the homicidal maniac right exactly yeah Exactly. I'm, I'm, I don't think you should blow your parents' legs now, off. Now, did they charge the kid, too? <sighs> Let's find out. I don't know. Eglin then ordered his son to leave the scene while he called 911 and claimed he was the victim of an assault while stopping to help a pregnant motorist. Oh, for God's sake. When police arrived, Eglin said he was struck in the head and shot in the leg. As a result of the shooting injury, Eglin's left leg was amputated. Now that's commitment. That is commitment. He must have been really, really afraid of prison rape. His lawyer said he didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> I wonder if the jury leans like one way or the other. <laughs> Despite his best efforts, Standard Insurance did not suffer an actual loss. Oh, well, thank God for Standard Insurance, because that was the person in the story I was most concerned about. Because the fraud was quickly detected and Eglin's bond was revoked and he was taken back into custody. Eglin ultimately pleaded guilty in May 2016 to conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with the shooting scheme, as well as willful failure to pay child support. Oh, my God. So he's a deadbeat dad? He's like, I'm not going to pay any money to support you in but life. I'll let you shoot me. <laughs> Doesn't that piss you off? You know what you should do? Shoot me in the legs. I think that's fair. Jesus Christ. Well, how is he supposed to pay if they fucking courts keep coming at him every time he tries to make a little bit of money? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. Assistant U.S. Attorney Scott Bradford referred to Eglund in a sentencing memo as a menace to society for real. The psychological and emotional destruction def the defendant caused this minor child is unimaginable. Um... Judge Anna J. Brown called the stage shooting an unthinkable kind of situation. It's. I wonder how many times this guy has watched like Breaking Bad. Doesn't he Probably seem like a Walter White kind of dude? No. I think he does. No, this guy, he's probably got like a coke problem or something. He's just... <laughs> Which is totally different from a meth issue. Well, Walter White didn't do meth. Yeah, I know he didn't do meth. I'm just saying this guy's probably... Uh... Well... Some Either that or he's just fucking greedy. Crack. He was probably on some crack, too. How, how's he on? Nah. He was probably smoking nah, crack. Nah, I don't know any shit. crackhead on earth that can, like, whip up a Ponzi scheme and, like, get away with it for 10 years on end. You'd be surprised what they can do. I No, I really wouldn't. I, I They can't do this. All right. They can't do this. Yeah, maybe you're right. This isn't, this isn't crackhead... Yeah, this isn't this isn't crackhead behavior. Crackhead behavior is I'll give you I'll give you a handy behind a dumpster for five dollars for some crack. Like that's you know, all right. Yeah, that's that's what crackheads do. This all right, guy's maybe I've like, just been watching too much Judge Mathis. I think maybe you have. Yeah, you're blaming everything on crack. He blames. I forgot there was a crack. picture. The picture he doesn't even look like a drug addict. No, he he's got like, like a idiot. Walter White. Like put a little fedora on him and you got Walter White. Yeah, maybe. See, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he had leg cancer. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Leg cancer? I mean, yeah, you can get cancer in your legs. Yeah. Maybe he did have leg cancer. It's possible. The insurance companies wouldn't pay, so he made them pay. Maybe. Maybe. His insurance <laughs> cost him an arm and a leg, and they still didn't pay. 
Jesus. <laughs> you know what, though? I'll bet this next person had a good payout for their from their auto insurance company. I don't know. You don't think so? Does that cover uh, stupidity? <laughs> Did, I'm sorry. You didn't get jackass insurance. <laughs> No, sorry, we don't we don't cover douchebag insurance. <laughs> I was gonna say there's got to be like a douchebag writer somewhere. No, we, we don't have hip. You, know, you don't have hipster coverage. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, because the all oh, the <laughs> the car involved was from farm to table catering. I wonder if it comes with like a free six pack of PBR. I don't know, but it's more like uh, like card a tree <laughs> oh no so let's uh, tell them what happened here all right so according to wpde.com um body spray and a lit cigarette caused a car to explode <laughs> i guess somebody should have asked for directions on how to use that body spray <laughs> right indeed it happened in Baltimore. A man who sprayed aerosol body spray then lit a cigarette <laughs> caused his car to explode. <laughs> According to Baltimore County Police. <laughs> Brian Foskey. Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian was sitting in his company car in the parking lot of the restaurant store in Woodland, Maryland, Thursday afternoon when he sprayed power stick body spray. Oh, well, that's way better. Oh, yeah. Foskey told first responders that he had the vents circulating and the windows open. Then he lit a cigarette and it caused the car to explode, according to officials. <laughs> I, need, I need to write this company a thank you letter. <laughs> The expansion caused the windows to shatter and doors to blow off. How Holy much did he crap! Spray? Right? Jesus Christ. There was no fire. Wait, what? I don't get it. What's happening? It's probably just a quick explosion. I don't understand what's going on. Like a big puff. <laughs> what? But how is there no fire? I don't... Like, it, it didn't It didn't ignite long enough to catch anything. It basically, you fill up... It's kind of like a potato gun. You ever used a potato gun? No. You spray the inside of the tube with hairspray. Okay. And then you just light it with a lighter, which causes oh, an explosion. Oh, got it, got it, got so it. So basically once, because it was in a contained area, once, you know, you lit it, it just does an initial boom. Right. Like a it's big just, poof. It's just weird, though, because he had the windows open, so there'd be plenty oh, of didn't. oxygen. He definitely didn't. How did the window shatter? That's the windows, what he said, though. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, Foskey told first responders that he had the vent circulating and the windows open. No, he didn't. But, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, WBFF News interviewed Foskey, who was in the hospital with only minor injuries. Well, that's good. I'm glad he didn't get, like, seriously hurt since I've been laughing the entire time he, at this story. He's now, uh, he's now uh, entitled to an emotional support uh, emu <laughs> because he's upset about his beard burning off. <laughs> He just like rips feathers he, off of it. And he was offered a he was shin. offered a bunny, uh, right? But uh, he, he declined the bunny and said he needed an emu because um, mm. uh, bunnies are too mainstream. <laughs> right? He needed something that was cool. He needed something that looked cool. He wanted to be the first one to have it. And then when all of his friends got emus, he's like, I had an emu before all of, before everybody else like thought emus were awesome, and now I'm on a chinchillas. Chinchilla stink. It, Every person I know that has owned a chinchilla smells like shit. <laughs> Do they smell? I, like I'm a not chinchilla? sure if it's the chinchillas that actually stink or the people that own them that make them stink. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I've seen chinchillas in pet stores and they didn't. They never smelled bad. Well, maybe it's just people who own them stink and they make them smell I, bad. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a stereotypical chinchilla owner pictured in my head. What's What's a stereotypical chinchilla owner? Got going you just on. look at them and you know they got three ferrets in a chinchilla. What do they look like? You'll, you'll know when you see one. All right. You'll know when you smell one. <laughs> so Foskey, back to our story, Foskey said, I shouldn't be here talking to you right now because of what the vehicle looks like. I should be dead. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee you this motherfucker wasn't even lighting a cigarette. He was probably lighting a joint, so he wanted... This, not to 
have his car smell like uh, weed. So he sprayed <laughs> the friggin' car down with the body spray <gasps> first and then sparked up the joint. Yes. Which caused the explosion. That's why he didn't know if the windows were down or not. We caught you, you marijuana smoking hipster. Marijuana. Never once. You just got busted we, by meds. We gotta get we gotta get this this person, this dangerous maniac off the streets. Fosky That's what happens when you do drugs, kids. Fosky, meds just owned you. I'm just saying. I demand this man be drug tested <laughs> and beaten and flogged publicly. Just to see if we're for right, using though. the devil's lettuce. <laughs> oh, you think this is a fucking game? This the is serious shit. Um, this is serious stuff. The devil's lettuce. This is serious stuff. You can't you can't take this stuff lightly. If you get you, busted and you go you to know how prison, how many people die every year because of uh, mar- marijuana related fag- fragrance incidents? <laughs> I'm guessing like none. This guy didn't die, so but I'm guessing no one could have. Well, coulda, woulda, shoulda. He didn't. You know what I'm saying? Incidentally. If you get busted uh, for going to prison using the devil's lettuce, uh, do you get your salad tossed when you when you get thrown in jail? Because you use the devil's lettuce. That depends lettuce. on what you're doing. Because mm. for that, you usually go to jail, not not prison. No, that's, okay, that's a little bit of a difference there. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've ever been arrested. I haven't. Yeah, Come me on. either. I'm just <laughs> guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The thought of prison. You know why I can't go to prison? Too nervous. I can't go to prison. I'm too. I'm too high strong, and I'm. I'm nervous, and I got a nervous stomach. And if I ever went to prison, I'd just fucking throw up. I just will make you eat it. <laughs> That's terrible. And then I would throw up again, and it would just be a constant loop. Throw up, eat it. Throw up, eat it. Throw up, eat it. Throw up, eat it. So gross. And um, according to WPDE.com, um, a pilot on a windy landing at Virginia Airport said pretty much everyone on the plane threw up. So they were also in a vomit circle. The circle of vomit. <laughs> All right. In Washington, a pilot who landed a flight at Duels Airport in Virginia Friday morning reports that pretty much everyone on the plane threw up during the windy descent. Very bumpy on descent, the pilot's report reads. Pretty much everyone on the plane threw up. Pilots were on the verge of throwing up. The turbulence was a result of a powerful nor'easter that has brought damaging wind gusts throughout the D.C. area Friday morning. I I guarantee you that the storm had nothing to do with it. The pilots and the co-pilot probably just had a bet. Mm-hmm. They were like, I bet you I can get everybody on the fucking plane to throw up. <laughs> either either that or they got everybody wasted and the pilots were drinking too. And they're like, shh, shh, be cool, everybody. Just tell them there was turbulence. <laughs> Everybody's like three sheets to the wind and puking, puking all over the plane. Oh, man. I, I swear to God, if I was on that plane, I would demand a full refund. Oh, yeah, that would be terrible. Nasty as fuck. Everyone puking all over the place. That would suck. People trying to run to the bathroom. They're slipping all over the place. They're slipping and sliding. It's flying through the air. The guy next to you is getting it. It's getting in your mouth. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Fuck that shit. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That was very graphic meds. So graphic. Sorry. I don't have to eat it, do I? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling that it had nothing to do with the turbulence, and I think the pilots uh, just had a little bet going, Maybe. see if they could do it. Now, like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm, I'm not <laughs> holding this against them at all. How much do you think they the bet? Point. Probably like a dollar. Yeah, right. <laughs> like on trading places. Exactly. <laughs> I bet for a dollar I can make every motherfucker on this plane throw up in three, two, one. I'm guessing that's what happened. It might be. That sounds about right. I agree with you. I'm I usually right. You know, we got yep. that we got that evil uh pot smoking body Yeah, spray I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. I'm totally a fucking detective. Investigative reporter. That's it. Except for I don't really do any investigating at all. 
And we don't really do the reporting. We just read stuff on the internet. Yeah, so... I mean, we bring it to you, though, in case you don't want to do the reading for yourselves. Yeah. So in that way, I guess we perform some sort of service, right? We're public servants, Meg. Yeah, Look I'm at an us. investigative reporter now. I like it. And I'm just a crazy broad that reads crazy stories. I'm your sidekick. I'm your sidekick. What the hell? I think that's one of my moon photos. Okay, NASA. I think I think Russia I think Russia's nabbing my moon photos. Damn Russians. First they take our election. And now then they take, they take our moon. goulash. They're like, oh, who now is they're this? taking our moon. Oh, oh, who is this? Uh M Photo twenty one. She is on uh Instagram. Oh I like her moon pictures. We use we use her moon pictures. Maybe maybe right? they think they're you're one of their Russian bots. Moose and squirrel. Um, all right. Well, all right, I don't know whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. All right. Um, RT.com says that the origin of the moon called in, it has been called into question by a groundbreaking new study. Why are they trying to break the ground on the moon? Like, leave it alone, guys. We need that <laughs> shit. Calm we down. We do need that moon. What are y'all fucking it up for? Right? Is that what caused that turbulence? Maybe. Maybe they're trying, they're to, trying to break do the moon. stuff. They're trying to do stuff on the moon, f- fucking everything up. Um, the prevailing theory of how our moon came into being is that a giant collision billions of years ago created the craggy rock. However, the rock? <clears throat> down at craggy rock, down at craggy rock. However, a new theory is called into question our basic understanding uh, understanding of lunar origin. A study led by UC Davis planetary scientist Sarah Stewart and Harvard University's Simon Locke, published in the Journal of Geophysical Research, presents a new hypothesis for the formation of our satellite. The paper also explains some inconsistencies with the predominating impact theory. The current theory is that the moon was formed after Earth collided with a Mars-sized body called the Thea. Thea? 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 Some 4.5 billion years ago, throwing material into the Earth's orbit. However, the new lunar origin model suggests that the moon emerged from the ring of our planet in its very early stages of development, while it was essentially a spinning cloud of vaporized rock, or synestia. While the predominant the, uh, the uh, impact theory is still true in Stewart and Locke's hypothesis. Their study found that the moon actually formed inside Earth's synestia. The researchers say this explains why the moon's composition is similar to Earth. The new work explains features of the moon that are hard to resolve with the current ideas, Stewart said in a statement. The moon is chemically almost the same as Earth, but with some differences. This is the first model that can match the pattern of the moon's composition. The hypothetical concept of synestia occurs when two planet-sized objects collide, resulting in a rapidly spinning cloud of rock, hot dust, and liquid with a molten core. The cloud then collapses under its own gravity to become a moon-like planet. Our model shifts the paradigm for lunar origin from specifying a certain impact scenario to achieving a moon-forming synestia. Giant impacts that produce potential moon-forming synestias were common at the end of the terrestrial planet formation, wrote the study's authors. Following the impact, around 10% of Earth would simply have been vaporized, say the researchers. And within within the remaining liquid rock would be a small seed of the moon. Over time, the whole structure shrinks and the moon emerges from the vapor, Locke said. Eventually, the whole synestia condenses and what's left is a ball of spinning liquid rock that eventually forms the Earth as we know it today. More research is needed to prove the synestia's process while future testing of moon material is expected to determine just how likely the new scenario is. I think the Earth is actually older than the moon. Okay. And, um, you know, there was a time in history before the moon that they speak of. Mm-hmm. I think the moon was brought there to, uh, <laughs> to give us the perfect tides and all that shit. The moon, so the moon was like... It's artificial. Imported in? It was created. By by angels? like Our ancient ancestors. 
who are the Anunnaki. Let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Educate. Yeah, they educate us. They created the moon so they could uh, fucking have our tides all perfect and shit, so they could fucking make our planet what it is today. Why? No one knows. But ancient <laughs> astronaut theorists <laughs> believe. <laughs> I don't know. This shit's hollow, too. <laughs> it's hollow, too. I thought you were going to go off on the Anunnaki. Yeah, yeah. They live You'll in, go off they, on they, it they, when we're by ourselves. They'll, they'll go. They, they create it as a base. Okay. Shit too. It's hollow. They got some shit going on inside. There's stuff inside? I believe so. Because like, the moon's hollow. Like Ferris wheels? Yeah, one time when, um, <laughs> when, uh, when John Adams, last time he was up there, he dropped- Cotton candy? He dropped a nickel. On the moon? Right. Wait, and you can hear it Wait, clank. wait, who now? Who now, what now? When John Adams was there, he dropped a nickel on the moon. Yeah, and you could hear it ring for like an hour. It was ridiculous. Mm, I'm, I think that there might be some things wrong with the, that theory. The Aldrin brothers, they actually... <laughs> the Almond brothers? No, Aldrin. Oh. Uh, they were up there uh, playing their music. And sure, it, it sure. created, like, waves throughout, like, the sound waves caused, right. like, tidal waves on Earth. It was, like, some crazy, like, amp amplifier. <laughs> right. Or some nuts. Nuts. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Is there cheese on the moon, Brian? No. The fuck kind of asinine question is that? <sighs> Why would there be cheese on the moon? Because I wish it to be so. Do you see any cows up there? The cow jumped over the moon. The cow oh, didn't right. jump to the moon. That's true. He jumped over the moon. Oh, yeah. How could a cow jump over the moon if it was that really as high as they say it is? I don't know. It's also I don't know. kind of, it is round. The moon is round, but it is also. A plate? Exactly. <laughs> a hollow plate. Oh, so it's hollow. So the There's people stuff inside. inside of it, but yep. it's flat. Well, like is a, the earth flat too, Brian? No. Square. No? Square. Yes, it's a earth, cube. The earth is a cube. <laughs> You've never seen a waterfall? Cubed earth theory? You've never seen a waterfall? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a waterfall. That just proves it. What? Read a book. I I don't want to read any of the books that you're reading. Who Who educates you? What books do you read? The Cubed Earth Theory by Dr. Dave. <laughs> Dr. What is Dave a doctor of? Science. <laughs> Earthology. Earthology, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very wise man. Mm. Mm -hmm. He went to DeVry? Sure. Of course he did. But before there, he actually right. studied at the uh, University of Arizona. <laughs> right did he conduct studies about women in the workplace by any chance um they didn't allow him <clears throat> to do that because of the incidents the incidents right right was he handsy no he, dr dave handsy he threw a, a rubik's cube at uh, one of the uh female professors and she got all upset oh yeah she got pretty uppity mm. caused the whole thing and then did they blame her for being catty in the workplace I think I think actually that incident was actually resolved. You know, they pretty much parted ways with him. It was kind sure. of a mutual thing. But he is a great man because what he did yeah. was he he broke ground on them being able to force this woman to wear shoes in the workplace. Because <laughs> the reason why he threw the Rubik's Cube at her is because her feet stank. And she would always take her fucking shoes off in the middle of work like in meetings and stuff and it would stink up to play something awful <laughs> and nobody would do anything about it so this brave man dr dave do a rubik's cube better all right okay and that's how he he discovered <laughs> he came to the conclusion that the earth is a cube indeed because of waterfalls and stinky feet well look at look at how you can move different parts of the rubik's cube <laughs> no think about it think about uh -huh. it you can move different parts of the rubik's cube <clears throat> to change you know, and it's kind of like Pangea. So what we need to do is just rotate the Earth back the way it, it used to be. And once we, come on, people now. Once we 
bring that all Smile together on your and brother. reconnect the cube. Everybody get together. To get, you know, Pangea back the way Try it is. The then, and only then, will the Anunnaki return and reveal the secrets of the Earth and the pyramids. I think that is exactly what is going on. It's very interesting. You nailed it. You nailed it. We need to Rubik's Cube, Pangea back together, be nice to each other in the workplace. And that's when, you know, once we get it together, the, the pyramids will activate. <laughs> and that'll be the signal to the Anunnaki. Go, go, gadget! Pyramids! No, they just need to be aligned in the proper positions because they moved out of positions over the years. Like, <laughs> do they get so back in, do they get, need to get back into 69? Something like that. <laughs> But once, once like, that's, oh, this is so once have, good. Once you have the cube parts in the correct position, the pyramids will activate and mm -hmm. send off beams of light to signal the Anunnaki to come out of the moon and bring us to our next phase of evolution. Do you think they're going to be groggy when they come out of the moon? Do you think they're going to be like, oh, oh? No, it's actually. Any of you fuckwads make coffee down there? Do you think maybe? No, because of no? the uh, okay. because of the low gravity and lack of cheese on the moon, <laughs> they actually. Their years are a lot different mm -hmm. there. So it seems like they've only been there for like a couple years. Oh. Hundreds of thousands of years. Right. Because of lack of gravity. Do you think that they the make coffee dust. on the moon or do you think they're coffee deprived? Um, they're actually beyond coffee. What? Ha! What? How is this possible? They smoke moon rocks. I don't. But that's not. But that's not the dark mistress. I mean, that's. Moon rocks. Who cares? Yes, it's moon rocks and it interacts. No, no, no. The but the dark dust. mistress, though, like the dark mistress that beckons us every every sunrise, they don't they don't partake. I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't trust anybody that doesn't drink coffee in the morning. Like what? They don't have mornings because they're on the moon. They gotta wake up. They no. gotta go to sleep. It's always nighttime because they're inside. It the doesn't moon. matter. They're inside. They but they the wake coffee. up. But they wake up and go to sleep. Like, don't they need coffee to wake up? I mean, they surely sleep. They'll get their. Or cup are of you saying that they've they been sleeping? They don't have coffee on the moon. I don't. It's a whole thing. It's a complicated process. I, I recommend you check out that book, um, "Cubed Earth Theory" by uh, Doctor Doctor Dave. Doctor Dave. Mm -hmm. Right. You can get it at um, Barnes and Noble. I'm pretty sure my head just exploded. Or your uh, local library. Yeah. I think this was what it feels like to give up. <laughs> Don't give up. Once, once scientists yeah. catch on to his theory. Um, mm. I know uh, Hawking, he was, he was looking into it. <laughs> but he was. Yeah, but it, he... Like he has some theories, and then on he how was to, like, "This is total bullshit." No, he's got some theories on how to do it, but his <laughs> his hands just can't grasp the the Rubik's cube. So that's what's <laughs> taking them so long to prove his theory. Sure, Doctor Dave's theory. He's got to do it with his chin, and it's a yeah. whole thing. So it's gonna it's gonna be a little while before we can figure out how to piece the Earth back together and reconnect Pangea to align the pyramids to signal the yeah, Anunnaki. It's probably to gonna be a minute. Inside of the moon. I can imagine that'd take a little time. Yeah. Peace <laughs> and Pangea back together. It's going to take a minute. It's not going to be quick. Well, you, you heard know? of the tectonic plates? Yeah. I've heard of tectonic plates. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> the earthquakes is the earth shifting. The earth naturally wants to shift back to Pangea. <laughs> but because of, you know, outside forces, it's mm. it's trying to move, but it won't. So that's why the ground shakes. Because mm. we're stuck in a funk. <laughs> that's why we need uh, Stephen mm -hmm. Hawking to get together with Dr. Dave and figure out how, how we can get this resolved. Not to mention Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, indeed. We're stuck in a funk, right? Indeed. Where's Bootsy Collins in all this? Don't they have a spaceship? Um, that was actually confiscated. For what? Who confiscated Bootsy Collins' spaceship? The CIA. <laughs> For what? 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> In 20 years that you can get it back. But, but why did they take it? 
they just wanted it for themselves because it's probably really cool on the inside. Well, it's it's less conspicuous to uh, use a spaceship to uh, smuggle cocaine into the country <laughs> than it is to um, use their helicopters and planes like they have been for the past 20, 30 years. Yeah, but don't we... I mean, is it really, though? Because we know that that happens. So it's not like it's a surprise, you know? Yeah, it's a whole thing. Right. <laughs> That's in Dr. Dave's other book. But mm. we, won't, we won't get into that. How the CIA Smuggles Coke. Is that what that one's called? No. no. What's it called? I, I don't remember. <laughs> you can't recommend a book when you're like, I don't know the title. I said we'll talk about it another time. I said we won't right. get into it. Jesus. All right. Well, I'm I'm pressing. I'm the hard hitting reporter. You're the investigative reporter. The whatever, and I'm the, I'm the hard hitting person that asks the tough questions. Why did the CIA take the spaceship? And what is the name of that book? Are you trying to be Alex Jones? I don't know. I don't even know who I am anymore. Now that I know that Pangea is trying to get the band back together, it's a whole thing. I, want to be I suggest singer. you all you all take a look at that book. It's it's actually a great read. <laughs> it's only like twenty pages, so you guys can breeze right There's through lots it. Lots of pictures too. Oh so yeah, so it's cool. A lot of documentation, and it's it's well written <laughs> with crayon. There's actually at the back. There's a little uh, map of Pangea. You can color in. It's pretty neat. <laughs> you can connect the dots and put it back together. They, I wonder if they do have one. It'd be I pretty thought, great. I just saw the coloring bar. I haven't got to the to the tenth page yet. <laughs> a little maze that that um, takes you around the core of the moon. Possibly. Hmm. I like that. Like the back of a child's menu. It's got just all kinds of activities. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where to go with this. Do you think the Anunnaki use beard oil? They might. Yeah. But I think they've actually probably evolved um, to a point where they don't have any have any uh, facial hair or any body hair at all. But I bet oh, if they God, did I use wish beard I could oil, get there. if they did use beard oil, it would definitely be from Tidy Tidy Beards. Tidy Beards. Tidybeards dot com. They got great beard oils and other products. They got some beard balm. You know, it's great products. I use it myself. Emily's mom uses it as well. <laughs> I use it on my pubes when meds isn't looking. I mean, I don't use it ever. That shit's expensive. I'm using my beard oil. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not using it. That's just. That's just joking. Yeah, oh. yeah. I was just playing. Well, all right. I, I think we're done for the night. Yeah. Um, as always, thanks for tuning in, and um, you know, eat some steakums and shit. Get some tidy beard beard oil, um, and um, check out our our buddies over at uh, Clickbait Podcast. And um, make sure you check us out on iTunes and all that shit. And, you know, give us some fucking ratings. Some good ones. Yeah. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you catch you guys uh, next week. Bye, guys.